Episode 7, Anxiety's a Bitch. Changing gears, kids and anxiety. Hello again. Originally in Episode 7, I was going to focus on the surprising effects anxiety can have on your body. But I covered enough of these in Episode 6. Let's move on. But don't go away. I'm going to spend this episode instead on a great topic, kids and anxiety. One of my specialties is helping families. I'm noted throughout the world for helping families be healthier and happier. Because of that, I get interviewed often by journalists asking me about various topics on family life. So I thought I would change up the format here and talk about kids and anxiety, but I will do it through one of the interviews I gave to a journalist on this topic. I added a few new comments in my responses to bring things up to date with these podcasts. Otherwise, you're seeing the full interview. Just a side note, when journalists interview, it is often quite extensive, and they take down all this information, and then you are quoted in their article as saying one line, like, Dr. Mayer, a noted psychologist, said, Yup, that's a problem. (laughs) It's, It's so true. So let's get into my interview on kids and anxiety. Question one. Are children of anxious parents more likely to develop an anxiety disorder, and why? Children of anxious parents are not more likely to develop an anxiety. They are most definitely going to develop anxiety. This is because anxiety is not like getting a virus. They are not randomly transmitted. Whether or not you can be called an anxious person or become an anxious person depends on your coping mechanisms to ward off anxiety. When children grow, they fundamentally learn their most basic and long-lasting coping mechanisms from their parents. After all, it's our parents whom we are exclusively surrounded by for most of our impressionable years. And studies show that even well into our teenage years, parents continue to have the biggest influence over our lives. Sorry, all you peer pressure fans. If you grow up with anxious parents, by definition, they are modeling inadequate coping mechanisms, and therefore, you will grow up with inadequate coping mechanisms, and you will be very susceptible to anxiety. Question two, how can parents help their kids from developing anxiety? Parents should first realize that experiencing anxiety at some time in your life is a part of being human. You cannot completely prevent your kids from developing it, but you can prevent them from being overwhelmed by anxiety. The keys to helping your kids both from developing anxiety and to lessen existing anxieties are modeling and teaching. Modeling is a key. As I mentioned in my response to the first question, if your children see you handling anxiety poorly, then it's all but guaranteed that they will copy how you deal with anxiety and approach daily living. And anxious parents approach the world with fear, insecurity, and low confidence. I've often told parents in the community lectures I give that a big part of parenting is an act. Don't tell your kids that. It's our secret. Even if you are an anxious person, try and model effective coping mechanisms in front of your children. Follow the principles I'm laying out in these podcasts. 
fall apart behind your bedroom door, for God's sake, but be strong in front of your kids. Now, some parents may think this is being dishonest to hide your distress. Guess what? You're wrong. Burdening your kids with your troubles is extremely anxiety-provoking for them. Now, if they suffer from anxiety, it's good to let them know that you have had, notice the past tense, anxiety in the past. This is comforting to them so that they don't feel that they are alone and this is only happening to them. But don't cross that fine line into using them as your therapist or confidant. Teaching is another key. Teach them how to cope with anxiety. Show them what works for you and what I've been teaching you in these podcasts. Give them specific problem-solving techniques. This is all done by open and frequent communication between you and they. Question 3. What are some of the things parents can do to keep their own anxiety in check when they're interacting with their child? I want to share three powerful techniques that parents can employ to keep their anxiety in check as they interface with their children. Mindfulness, meditation, and role-playing, or acting as I've been calling it here. Mindfulness. In this situation means that you are keenly aware of how you are reacting to anxiety and in turn how your reactions are being interpreted by your children. This will help you model better coping mechanisms. Meditation is a great cleanser to discharge anxiety prior to being in the presence of your children. Do a meditation exercise to reset yourself before being with your kids. This works great. Finally, role-playing or acting. I really only want to keep calling this acting, but I fear some people may take that I am advocating parents not to be authentic in front of their kids. That's not the case. My highest values in parenting are to be honest and genuine, but there are times when you have to go beyond your limitations for your kids. And you, to do this, you may have to role-play or act like someone stronger or better at coping than you normally are. Guess what? There's nothing wrong with this in the service of making our kids better people. Question four. How should parents talk to their kids about their own anxiety? Parents should talk about their own anxiety with confidence, that's that modeling, and by sharing their solutions. There's their, that teaching. And their solutions on how they've coped with their anxieties. As I mentioned in question three, often being a parent is acting or role-playing an ideal. That's okay. In fact, we don't do enough of this for our kids while they are young. Later in life, you can be vulnerable parent with faults and weaknesses. But while they are young and developing, you need to project an image of coping and strength. Remember, even if this is role-playing for you. Well, that was the interview. All those 973 words probably were referenced in the article as, Yup, Dr. Mayer agrees. (laughs) In reflection of what I said in this interview, I want to emphasize that all the principles and techniques that I'm detailing in these podcast series apply to kids of all ages. 
I want to especially call your attention to episode 5 on sleep. Helping kids get better sleep is so important and lasts a lifetime. In fact, since I'm not using offensive language or being absolutely politically incorrect in each of these episodes, feel free to have all the kids listen in. In fact, number two, geez, make some popcorn and gather everyone around the 82-inch screen in the living room and make it a family event. (laughs) Well, that's all for now. In the next episode, number eight, I'm going to discuss performance anxiety. See you then.